welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, we're going to be talking about a very interesting subject. Who am I? Because it's amazing that, you know, quite often we don't really know ourselves very well until we have challenges and problems and then start on a path of self-healing or self-discovery and then start digging deeper and understand that really there's a lot that we didn't realize about ourselves. And I've got a very lovely guest. Her name is Leslie Zwick. She's a mindset and energy coach, and she's a real good expert to talk to on this particular subject. So welcome, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. So it's interesting, isn't it? The who am I topic. So get us started, Leslie. What what started you sort of, I suppose, taking an interest in this to start with? So, um, well, part, part of it was I was trying to shift my life. So seven and a half years ago, I actually came into the coaching world as a weight loss and wellness coach. Um, and it started with my own personal journey to get healthy and to, I've, I'm someone who struggled with weight my entire adult life, up and down, up and down, up and down. And seven and a half years ago, I got to point where I hit my rock bottom physically, um, which meant I also hit my rock bottom emotionally and we were not in a good place financially. It was the, it was the trifecta of really in a bad place. And I got to a point where I said, enough is enough. I can't, I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. And I went on a journey. I started my journey myself to get physically healthy because that was the first step that I knew how to take. I had done it before. I knew that I needed that. But this time I did it differently. This time, instead of just going for a goal on the scale, because that means really nothing. I don't know how many of you guys have done this, but you go for a goal on the scale and you get there and then you don't you don't stay there because what's happened is we are not connected to our inner selves. It's just about a number on the scale. And for a little while, people are so excited for you and you look so great and your clothes are fitting and all that stuff. And that sort of dies off. And then the weight starts to come back on because you haven't really connected to who yourself, who is inside of you. Why am I worthy of being healthy? Right. And so I knew this and I understood this and I knew I wanted to do it differently this time. So I went on a journey, not only to lose the weight, but to really start to shift my mindset and rebuild my relationship with myself and my own self-worth and start to shift my mindset. And when I started to do it for myself, I realized how powerful it was. I My whole life started to change very quickly. Anybody who knew me seven and a half years ago and knows me now, I'm like a completely different person, completely different person. And very quickly into it, I decided I wanted to, to pay it forward and start helping other people do this same thing. You know, when they started, like I said, as physical health, me helping people get physically healthy, but I wanted to help them really reconnect deeper inside of who they are so that when they got to that weight loss goal, weight loss is science. Like, you know, there's all kinds of great programs out there. They can help people lose the weight, but it's, but 85% of the people that go on a quote unquote diet, put their weight back on because they don't do the deeper level of things. They get to that goal or they get close to that goal. And then it's all about that number. And so it's starting to shift that. 
So that's what I started to do for myself. And as I started doing that, I, I, like I said, I started to pay it forward and help other people start to do it. And I started to dive in more and more as to really, who am I deep inside? And I learned that once I started doing that and really connecting with that core piece of me, I then started connecting much more deeply with other people because I could understand who I was and who I am. And I'm still learning this seven and a half years into this. I'm not done, (laughs) but my relationship with my husband got better. My relationship with my kids got better. My relationship with my friends got better. My relationship with my clients got better because I could stand in my own power. I started to know this is who I am and I could shine and I could let the, my God-given gifts shine. And when I could do that, it empowered others to be able to do that and to feel safe with me to do that. And it, everything changed. And it, and through that, over the last seven and a half years, I've helped a lot of people start to do this. And I've built, as you know, I have a weight loss and wellness program, but I also have built a whole mindset shifting program to help people start to recognize who am I inside? What are my true strengths and the things that are not my strengths? How can I shift those? How can I either shift my attitude around them? How can I improve them? Or how can I just not let them control me? Because that's all energy. Our thought processes about ourselves is energy. And if it's not serving us, we can shift that out. So, you know, teaching people how to begin to do that. Excellent. Love your story, Leslie. It's it's so inspirational. And uh, I can relate to it. You know, I've been one of those women that have you know, up the scales um, because not only I think quite a lot of us put the weight back on, but they put more. Yep. <laughs> that is exactly what happens. We lose it and then we put it on and then more. Because then we're feeling lousy about ourselves. You know, we, we've tied our self-worth to that number. Mm. And then when we can't stay at that number, when we struggle with that number, then we feel lousy. So we go back to the old bad habits of eating to comfort ourselves and doing all the old things. And it comes back on even more. So that's very common, Absolutely. but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, I, I agree. And I can remember actually reaching a, a, a plateau with weight loss. And I knew I looked great regardless, you know, I, I knew I looked great, you know, I got lots of compliments and, you know, obviously was able to wear clothes that fit nicely and, and made, made me feel and look good. But do you know what? Internally at that time, I can remember I wasn't happy still, you know, even though I was looking good, feeling great in, in terms of my physical appearance, I wasn't happy with the number on the scale. I still wanted to lose more. And it's so funny now because I think to myself, you know, if I was that weight now, um, I'm a, I've gained some weight back on now. So if I was back to that weight now, I'd be so much different in terms of my mindset towards it and be so grateful and appreciative. Yep. Yep. I remember when not this last, not when I lost this weight starting seven and a half years ago, but the time before that I had lost close to a hundred pounds and, wow. and then, yeah, it took me about two years. I lost a hundred pounds and then. I hit a plateau and within six months, I had put 75 of that hundred pounds back on. And that's when I hit my rock bottom seven and a half years ago and said, enough is enough. I'm not going all the way back to my hundred pounds. I'm not letting that happen. But I remember my thought process during that time period when I was losing that hundred pounds, I remember like clothing that I would put on. And in my head, I was saying, I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud, right? Like it just didn't, it it was it was not me, right? Or I didn't believe it was me, which is why my weight came barreling back on. Because in my head, I'd look, you know, in the mirror, I still looked in the mirror and it takes a long time for our the 
for our mental picture of ourselves to to show up like when we see it when we look in the mirror we still see the old version of ourselves both ways going up or down and but people would compliment me people would say what and in my head that was going on that was that was the conversation the negative self talk is i'm a fraud and so that held me back and so when i did it again the next time i had to shift that i had to shift that connection to who i am inside that no i'm not a fraud i'm working really hard for this and i deserve this I'm worthy of being healthy. I'm worthy of the things that God has given me. And I'm worthy of, of, of living a healthy life. And I had to redefine my, how I looked at what is healthy also. You know, when I started it, healthy was a specific number on the scale. Well, that number, all that is, is our gravitational pull to the earth. It doesn't mean anything. You know, when you start, if somebody starts at 250 pounds and they get down to 199 and we celebrate because they're in what we call wonderland, right? In the 100s, we've gotten out of those twos and they feel amazing at 199 and they, and then they keep going down, right? Maybe they get to 175 and then some life happens and it starts coming back and they get back to 199 again. And then they feel miserable because it's going the other direction. It's the same 199. There is no difference in that gravitational pull of the earth, but in our heads, it's different. Mm. But when you start to reconnect to who am I inside, it doesn't, that number doesn't have that same effect on you. And that number doesn't have that same emotional pull. Yes, you might not be thrilled because, hey, I worked really hard and here's what it means for other things. But when you can take a step back and say, well, here's what's going on in my life and here are the healthy habits that I'm still doing. And here, you know, and start to have that dialogue and this number doesn't define me. And not letting, when we start to make that different connection with ourselves, it can shift and it doesn't feel as icky all the way through. It doesn't mean that we don't want to get back to that healthier weight for other reasons there, you know, to take care of our heart, to take care of our bodies, right? You know, those are, but we start to do it for different reasons. When we feel really good about who we are inside, we want to make healthy choices because we want to take care of our bodies because we're, we believe that we're worthy of being here on this earth longer. And we're going to do whatever we can do to control that, to take care of ourselves, to, to give ourselves, you know, whatever we can do to stay around. And it just is a different, it's a different mindset around it. And it takes time to build that. And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I've made those sorts of mistakes and had those similar self-talks and this doesn't have to be about beating yourself up, you know, just acknowledge we've all done it. <laughs> you're not alone. And this is about empowering you by giving you different ways to reframe what your thoughts are and look at it through a different lens so that, you know, it doesn't impact you negatively going forward, isn't it? Absolutely. And and you can start at any point, right? We all go through the negative self-talk piece of it. We all go through those pieces. And at any point in time, you can choose to stop. That's the powerful thing. We have a choice. We have a choice as to as to whether we let those things control us or whether we take control and say, no, this isn't true. And I can, I can control this. I actually, I have a client who... Um, came to me last week and had had a rough week and the scale reflected the rough week. And they, they were so concerned. And I said, all I want you, they said, what should I do this week? I said, all I want you to focus on this week are all the positive, your wins. I don't care about anything else. Let's focus on the wins, all the things that go right, all the things. And next week when we talk, I, it doesn't matter what the scale number is. I don't care. Right. Like, and that's what we want to start to shift away from. What are the things that I, where I made really good choices that support myself? 
you know, where are good things and not just in, not just in nutrition and exercise, but in everything, you know, I gave someone a smile as I was walking into the, to the, through the store and, and they looked, you know, I passed somebody that I didn't know and just gave them a big smile. I held the door for someone, right? I'm bringing other light into this world by my actions. The more things we focus on, what we focus on is what grows. So the more positive things that we focus on in our lives, the more we want more of that, the more we do more of that, the more that starts to drown out those that negative self-talk that's going on in our heads, you know? So, and that's really important to remember if you're in a rough spot right now, stop and observe, observe what's going on around you and ask, what can I do to make a positive shift? One of my favorite children's books is the little bug that went kachoo. And it's about this little bug that sneezes and the ripple effect it has around the world. And these little tiny actions that we do in our life not it has a ripple effect around the world. We have no idea what it how it affects people positively, but it's also affecting ourselves positively. You know, every time we smile, it releases endorphins into our brain that make us feel better. So using that, doing that, taking those steps forward and saying, I can control this. I'm in charge of, of how I feel. Now, oftentimes I have I have three kids, and you know, if somebody's in a grumpy mood and you know, my son <laughs> last week got up and he was in a lousy mood. It was nine o'clock in the morning and he was a lousy mood. He's like, this is the worst day. I said, it's nine o'clock in the morning. What do you mean it's the worst day? <laughs> and he, you know, he starts rattling off on all the things that had gone wrong in the morning. I said, okay. So those are the things that have happened this morning. Does that mean you have to blow the rest of your day because of it? You know, let's take a deep breath and let's start over. You know, what's the next step? We have that time at any point in time to make a shift. And we can do that. It doesn't mean we're not going to have a bad moment. It doesn't mean we're not going to have a bad hour, a bad two hours, whatever it is, but we don't have to stay stuck in that. We can tap into, okay, what can I do to shift it? Go do something that's going to help you feel good. Give someone a compliment. Call somebody that's going to give you a compliment, right? Like one of the, something to to take you out and shift that energy. Um, and when you start to do that and you start to look for those ways, your whole life begins to change because you start to look at the world differently. Absolutely. And it's about catching yourself. It's not, we're not always going to be perfect. Like you say, we are going to have those moments where we start to go down those rabbit holes, but it it is about catching it and then thinking, hang on a minute. Yep, exactly. (laughs) And and let's, let's reframe this or focus on something different that's going to change my energy state. Absolutely. What's important is to understand what triggers you. You know, and understand what your habits of thinking are, because habits of thinking are just like any other habit that we have. And so our mind goes into certain patterns when certain things happen. And so when we can understand our habits of thinking, we can then begin to shift them. And that's one of the things that I actually work with clients on is I have an, an assessment that I give that's a free assessment and a debrief that we do that's for, for anybody that it measures your habits of thinking. And it's not a typical personality test. I actually call it an unpersonality test <laughs> and it measures and it, it measures exactly what your thought processes are. So once you start to recognize, oh, when things happen, I go to this, which leads to this, which leads to this, you know, so someone who is feeling very overwhelmed, it starts, you know, pulling at their joy in life and it starts hitting on their own personal self-esteem. And then it starts shifting how they're connecting with other people. And we can see this. And when we look at the, when we look at the assessment, we can see how the thread connects. And once you recognize this and understand it and say, oh, wait, this is just a habit of thinking. 
just like anything else, just like my, you know, getting up and drinking enough water instead of drinking sodas or, you know, getting up and taking a walk instead of sitting on the couch. Those are habits, your habits of thinking when you catch yourself and you understand it, you can start to shift those, which shift your whole life. The other thing looking at is where are my strengths? You know, where are my healthy habits and thinking? Which ones are really serving me and how often am I using them? And, you know, sometimes when we look at some of these things with people, I'll say, okay, this is a, this is a strength of yours on a scale of one to 10, one meaning you never use it and 10 meaning you use it all the time. Where are you? And a lot of times people say, I'm at a two. Okay. Let's hone in on these strengths of yours. Not so much worry about the things that aren't your strengths that are your, you know, where you struggle. Let's hone in on those strengths. And those are going to, those are going to bring those, those struggles and start to help you shift those as well. Um, so it's really powerful to start to understand that. When you start to understand that, then you can connect more deeply within to who am I answering that question? Who am I? And what do I want from this world? And what can I contribute to this world? I am not a, I, you know, I'm a believer that, that we all have many purposes in this world, not just one big purpose, but many purposes. And every single day that we wake up, we have a purpose in that day. There might be a big purpose also. I don't know. Um, but, but every single day that we are up, we have some sort of purpose and our purpose in that day really just might mean be that you gave a smile to somebody as you're walking through the grocery store. That could be your full purpose for the day. As I said, we don't know what the ripple effect of that is. I had, you know, early on in my journey, I was like, I, that's why I talk about the, the grocery store. I was walking through the grocery store and somebody, I have no idea who, you know, I don't know who this person was. And they walking through just gave me a compliment and that shifted. I, in my head, I was in a terrible mood. I was having a rough day. You know, all the stuff was going on, all the negative self-talk was going on. And they, some random stranger gave me a compliment and that shifted my whole day. And I felt so like, it just made me light up. And I remember this, this was seven, seven years ago. It was early in my journey. And it just shifted my whole day. And I remember that. That person, I can guarantee, has no memory of passing me and, and giving me a compliment. You know, it was a fleeting thing, but it made a big impact in my life. So remembering that, that those little things that we can do help other people shift. But we have to have the self-confidence. At that time, I didn't, I was having a rough day. I didn't, wasn't in any place to give anybody any kind of compliments. But now after that, and knowing what impact it has, I make it my mission even if I'm having a lousy day to start doing that, because that lifts me up um, and that shifts me. So if you're in a tough place, start looking at that. Like, what are the little things and, and being open to receiving the little things from other people? Because that's a big piece of it. If we're so closed off and so guarded and have our you know wall up, our protective wall up as we all put protective walls up, it's completely normal and <laughs> part of being human. But when we notice our wall is up, let it down a little bit let others in enough so that you can feel it and you can feel the love that's coming from them. And, you know, if they're have a negative, you know, or icky energy to them, then put your wall up. Don't let that in. Help you start to shift. I think another good tip is uh, something I learned. I think it was Oprah Winfrey, in fact, that said that she had this 17 second rule, you know, when she felt challenged or was, had something in, on her mind that wasn't serving her particularly well. And, and that was to ask the question, you know, is, is this going to matter in five minutes, five hours, five days, five weeks, five months? And, you know, whatever the answer was to keep repeating, you know, once you got to a, a 17 seconds, there would be numerous 
knows. <laughs> so then she could feel comfortable about letting it go completely. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I've, I've also heard that. Um, and it's powerful. It's really powerful. And another piece to that, to, to pay attention to, um, is it takes 90 seconds for an emotion to run completely through, completely through our body from head to toe and allow your body to feel that emotion. So many of us have been taught just to stuff it. Don't feel it. Don't show it, hold it in. Don't cry. Don't, you know, just, you know, let it go, you know, and people say, let it go, but they're not really letting it go. They're stuffing it and pushing it aside. But when we do that, we are holding on to the energy of that, of that emotion. And we're giving that emotion a lot more power than it, than it should have over our bodies or that it needs to have over our bodies. So when we learn to honor the emotion, pay attention to it's there. If you need to scream, scream. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to, whatever it is, feel it. Let your body completely feel it. And it runs through our, it runs through us and we can let it go and we can move forward. That's, that's very similar to the 17 second piece, but this is giving that, that full 90 seconds, um, really paying attention to that, you know, and honor it. Um, and then just let it go. Happy emotions. We don't have any problem with, we let those go through us freely. It's those ones that are that, you know, fear, anxiety, anger, hopelessness, helplessness, you know, overwhelm, all of those things. And we let them consume us instead of honoring it and saying, I notice you're here and I'm going to feel you for a minute and I'm going to let you do your thing. And then, and then I'm going to let you pat the energy pass on through. And then I'm going to move forward. And it takes practice, (laughs) you know, it definitely takes a lot of practice, but it's powerful when you can start to do that. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I think if we do suppress emotions as well, somewhere down the line whether that's days months or even years later that will manifest itself in some sort of physical ill health won't it yep that's exactly what it does you know when people are have stomach aches and headaches and even you know my daughter right now is dealing with an issue in her knee and it's i want some of the things that i do with clients is i help them release the emotions that we've trapped that we've held on to because that energy will stay in your body until you release it and so, you know, we've been working on it. And every time we go through a series of of releasing those trapped emotions from her knee, she's like, oh, it feels better, you know? And she has a bad habit of when she holds it, that's where her body stuffs it is right to her knee. Um, and so it, when if you have an ailment that doctors are like, we can't figure this out, that's exactly what it is. And sometimes even if they can figure it out, there's still trapped stuff there. So energetically, if we're gonna talk energy, when we... When something happens, when our body goes out of balance, first it goes out of balance energetically. And if it stays out of balance too long energetically, then it turns physical. And we have physical ailments from it, exactly like you said, stomach aches, headaches, muscle joints, muscle pain. It it can turn into heart attacks. It can turn into anything because our body's not functioning properly because we're holding onto that energy. So first it goes out out of balance energetically. And then it goes out of balance physically if we don't fix that energy. And then when we start to fix that energy, first it comes back into balance energetically. And then our body can heal and the physical can heal. So certain things, depending on how long it's been out of balance, some things, if it's if it's quick, you know, if it's something that hasn't been out of balance for too long, we can clear those emotions and boom, that those ailments will go away quickly. I, I see this all the time with clients. If it's something that's more acute and you're having real, you know, there's something that really has to heal, it's going to take a little bit longer to heal, but that's how your body has, that's how your body goes through that healing problem. Disease is dis-ease. It's dis-ease in the body. It comes from, we're, we're all energy, you know, we're 99.999% energy. And so, and that's what those emotions are. They're energy. That's what everything is. Limiting beliefs, 
traumas, all of that is energy. And we can shift that. We don't have to hold on to that. Um, we don't have to let it control us. We can we can take charge and and release that and and move forward from it. Um, you know, so it's it's definitely possible to get out of that place. Could you give for the benefit of the listeners that uh, are interested in this um, an example of what you do with your daughter when you're helping her release whatever energy is around her knee, so they can get an idea. So there's, I use a variety of different techniques. So sometimes I just, you know, I, I can tap into her, connect to her energy and I can simply ask um, a series of questions to figure out what emotion is there and ask it if it can, if it's ready to be released and we just release it. And sometimes we do that through breath work and we do it through a variety of things. So, so sometimes we just, it's as simple as that. Um, sometimes we'll do some visualization and visualize what does it look like? You know, I'll have her close her eyes and say, okay, you know, what do you, what are you feeling? What does it look like? You know, what color is it? And she'll give it a color and what shape is it? And is it hard? Is it soft? Is it right? She'll t- completely objectify it. And then we ask it, what does it need? What is it looking for? And then we give it the energy of what it needs. Um, and then we, you know, then we allow it and say, okay, do you need to be here anymore? And we can like, she can visual, like visualize clearing it out, taking it, removing it. Um, it really is different every time we do it, which is what's so fun is that I never know what's going to pop up. It comes through conversation as to what's, mm-hmm. you know, what she's coming up with or when I do this with clients, what's coming up. Um, and usually that shifts stuff pretty fast. Um, and sometimes it'll shift part of it and they'll say, oh, well, now it feels like this. And so then we go through the same thing, those those visualization pieces um, and just literally just helping it, recti- honoring it, like we're noticing it. We see you're there. What do you need? Why are you there? It's there to serve a purpose for us in some way, shape, or form. When we feel pain, that's there. That's the body giving a signal. Hello, there's something that needs to move. Hello, you know, you can fix this. Um, I like to explain it sort of as our body is like a huge parking lot. And there are semi-trucks that come in and out into these parking spots, in and out, bringing what our body needs. It brings in what it needs and it t- those trucks take away what it doesn't need. And when we have energy that's trapped there, old trapped emotions, uh, limiting beliefs, traumas, whatever it is, we've got that energy and it's taking up a parking spot. And so maybe it's just taking up part of the parking spot and the truck can get partially in or a little car can get in, but it can't do what it needs to do. And when it sits there for too long and that truck can't get in and out and in and out, it starts blaring its horn going, hell, you know, beep, 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 I'm here. And that's when we start to feel the pain. That's when we start to feel the dis-ease. And as soon as we clear it out and that parking spot is open then the body goes, ah, truck can get in and it can do what it needs to do. So like I said, sometimes that's immediate relief and because it can get in, it can do its thing right away. Sometimes then we've done physical damage and we have to, he- and it has to heal. Um, it has to process, um, you know, and, and that, that can build and takes time. Um, but usually people see quick relief, even, even if it doesn't totally heal everything, they start to see pretty quick relief right away. Um, just by starting to shift that, that energy in the beginning. Because the body just goes, I can, you know, I can, I can work now. <laughs> I love that parking lot analogy. That's a good one, and uh, it explains it really well. So thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. For the listeners that are interested in connecting with you and finding out more about what you do, Leslie, what's your best contact information? The best place to find me is on Facebook, um, and it's Leslie Weiss Zwick. 
Um, and so you can come on, follow me, send me a friend request, connect, shoot, shoot me a private message, you know, definitely connect. Um, and if anybody is interested in taking that habit finder assessment, that it's a free assessment and a free 60 minute debrief, they can connect with me through, through Facebook and they can ask me for the link or they can go to understandyourhabits.com and take it. And as soon as they take it, it's free to take it. And they'll see a link to schedule a free 60 minute debrief. Um, and the gold is in the debrief. So I always tell people, if you're going to take it, take the assessment, but you're not going to understand what it means. So so schedule that debrief with me and we're going to go through and, and so you can understand what it is and you're going to walk away from that debrief with definitely some ways to start to move forward and start to really reconnect with inside yourself because you're going to see your strengths and you're going to see some of the those habits of thinking that are sabotaging you. And then, and we're going to, you're going to walk away saying, okay, these are some things that I can do to not let those sabotage me anymore. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. So any final words of wisdom around the subject of who am I that you can leave the audience with, Leslie? My biggest piece is really take time to connect with who you are. You know, take time to to start to, you know, ask yourself that question, who am I? And then sit in a quiet place and listen and listen and let your mind tell you your strengths. And when you hear the negatives, you know, that's not who you are. That's the lies in your head, the garbage in your head and clear that out and say, thank you for that. But that's not who I am. Now, who am I? Right. And keep asking yourself, who am I seeking for those positives? And you'll start to reconnect in there and, and learn and understand who you really are. Um, but also don't go at it alone. We cannot do any of this alone. We need other people. We didn't learn anything else from the pandemic. We learned that we need to, other people. We need a community. And so don't try to go at this alone. And especially if you're having a really hard time, reach out and connect with somebody. You know, reach out and and find that person who is going to lift you up, who's going to answer that question. If you say, who am I? That they're going to turn around with the positive voices for you. And then keep reiterating, reiterating those positive voices in your head. Excellent. It's been a fascinating conversation, Leslie. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your own personal experiences around all the information you've shared as, as well. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This was fun. So just leave me to say, listeners, true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined. Or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.